And a very good Friday morning to you. We're coming to you from the beautiful Kinvara today with Community Matters Kinvara. We're with you right through until 12 midday. And we have some wonderful guests joining us uh, straight away. Stay with us right through. It's an absolutely stunning morning. We're coming to you from the Pierhead. And thanks to Mike Burke and the crew uh, for allowing us in. But we're here right through until 12 midday. If you're in and around Kinvara, you can pop in and say hello. And on today's programme, Jack Donoghue, who is, who is the oldest indeed uh, man in the parish, joins us. Hilary Murray, who's only 20, well, she's 40. She joins us. Michael Brogan joins us. And we'll be joined by many other people between now and 12 midday. Comment lines are open if you want to get through to us, by the way, today. You can do so on 086 38 33 55 3. You can also call us on 091 77 not 77. It's Friday from beautiful Kinvara. We're with you until midday. Now the sun is shining in Kinvara, the bay is looking wonderful, um, the boat people are going out and about today and it's absolutely stunning and the sun is coming in the left hand window here. We're upstairs in the pier head and again thanks to Mike and the team for allowing us in. I want to go to Jack Donoghue who uh, joins me because he's 96 years of age, he's the oldest man in the parish, he's the sacristan and he sits opposite me today and uh, good morning to you Jack, how are you? I'm fair good. I'll pull you in a little bit into that there all together. Yeah, fair good, I'm fair good. <coughs> Fair good. You look absolutely mighty and you don't look 96. Don't You're the sacristan, but you go, I mean, 96 years is a long time, but you have wonderful memories of walking cattle from where you were born in Funchen in Kinvara yeah. to Gorton to Ennis. Gorton. Walked horses, Ennis. How long would that have taken you? To take a go try to go to Gorton. I suppose two hours to go to Gorton. Good. You were, you, were, you were motoring well, yeah? Yeah. And come here to me, do you remember those days well? I do, I do remember them well. They were hard days though, I mean. Those they days were hard enough, and if you didn't sell your sister, walk them back. <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be nice. No, it wouldn't. You're nearly sell. And, and do, I mean, young people nowadays, would they realise what your age group had to do to, to make a living and to survive? Ah, they would not. No, no. No, they wouldn't. And do you look back now when you see mobile phones and everything and think that... I look just... Terrible. <laughs> it's changed so much, though, hasn't it? It's changed a lot. Of us changed. Yeah. Terrible. And you're the sacristan here in Kinvarazo. I'm the sacristan. My wife was a sacristan before me, but she, she died. Oh, yeah. Sixty years. Sixty years ago. And so, did you take up the job then? I took up the job then. So, are you minding for the Hugh Clifford then? Well, yeah, I just do it. Help him. Help him out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. He's a he's a, he's a lovely a lovely priest. So oh, he's, he's a nice man. He's spent nice a lot. Man. Spent a good bit of time in Rome. He did. He was a good child in Rome. Yeah. yeah. He does go to that time now too. Would Would he ever bring you with him on the on the <laughs> no. no on the Diocesan jet? No, Shannon. No. <laughs> no, no, no chance of that happening altogether. Mm -hmm. But talk talk to me about life. Um, where did you go to school? In Kinvara. Uh, in Kinvara. Yeah. And in those days, there was many classes in the same school, wasn't there? There wasn't too, there wasn't too many, not too many classes. Was there not? Three, about two classes. And how many teachers would you have had? There was two teachers. And was it, without yeah. naming them though, was it, were they tough? Were they tough teachers? They were tough. They were? Yeah, they were. <coughs> and what, what did you do after school then? Did you just go working? You go to on beat, maybe, yeah. That's Crown hard. And that's, hard that's hard work now. Pick the spuds. That's even harder work. Yeah. And don't tell me you went to the bog then as well. No, we weren't, we weren't near the bog. No, no you were spared there. Bog was in Connemara. And do, do you, did you travel much or would you go down to Clare now from here? 
We would go to Listroom Diana, maybe. What are you down to Listroom? Dancing and dancing. Good on you. And would you go down there often? Where's that bird coming from, Liz? Chimney. The chimney. The bird is coming down the chimney. Mm-hmm. If that bird comes down Hillary, I'm gone out that door. Maybe this is But so Ken Vara for dancing. Yeah. Step dancing and nervousness. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Holiday Maker. Yeah. Holiday Maker. They're from Tipperary and everywhere. Yeah. Would you ever bring Hillary with you for the spin around then? Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't come. She's she cute. Wouldn't she wouldn't come. <laughs> Come here to me. Um, Johnston's Hall in Kinvara. Johnston's Hall. There was dancing there. We should go dancing there, yes. They had a wooden floor. They had a wooden floor, didn't they? So you get a good bounce. It was good old fun. Yeah. Right. Will you stay with me if you don't mind? I want to bring in Hilary. Hilary, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning, and good, thank you. Thanks for joining us uh, today. And I know that you go to the Orchard Centre in Gorton, you work in the cafe there. I do. Yeah, but why is it that everybody from Clareton Bridge to Ballyvahan know you? Because as we have a pub called Greens. Right. And do you keep an eye on it? I do, because if I don't keep an eye on it, it'd be gone forever. Would it? And do you work hard? I do work hard now. Yeah. It's been a busy... Busy year, as it all is. But you bring fun to it, though, as well. I do. I like fun. Yeah, but you have to have fun, yeah. If we don't have fun, how will we going to enjoy ourselves? Well, I'd say you'd find a way, but you have to have the fun anyway, so yeah. I think about that one now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think too hard about it. Oh, I won't. <laughs> no, but, but you, so you have Green's Pub. Yeah. And, um, so, and would you be busy? No, we do be busy now. Is the would turnover good? Are you, make, even? Is it, are you making money? We are. Don't tell me how well, much. Now, why now, why would you want a pub if you don't make money? That's a load I, I, of... I'm only asking, though, just to be sure, to be sure that you're making a bit of money, like, altogether. <laughs> so that you can travel... And do you travel... My mother's only laughing. Your poor mother is down there, so she is. No, the tax man is fine, he said. He won't be calling to you tonight now at all. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> Listen to me. Do you travel much? We do. We travel to Dart. I have a hidden gym. You tra- pl- sorry, you go to Gort, is it? It's a place that I walk in. Yeah, it is, is in it? the Orchard Centre. It, it's a hidden gym. Okay. And do you like it? I love it, but today is my day off. And you had to get up this morning and come in to see me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough life, so it is, really. I was up now at seven. Were you? Nearly up at half eight or two. Normally, would it be half eight? And come here to you, and do you travel further than Gort now? Would you go on holiday? Well, we'd go and pick a load of people up. Yeah. Well, we pick them up from everywhere. But would you would you go would you go on a plane and go on holidays? Oh yeah, wishing that one already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what? Where would you like to go now? We can organise this so we can. Oh God, maybe London. to London. London, it's a bit fast and furious though. Would you like to go there? Joe Byrne can get your grant for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he would, yeah. He can get your travel grant, Joe you Byrne. You can try your best, but I don't oh, know what it. Listen, he's retiring as a councillor, so he can do anything that you want. And you're a f- you like John Prine as well? I do. Pull into that there a little bit for me. Oh, sorry. You, no, you're okay. I <laughs> know. Uh, after after about a week, we'll get to know it. Can we, so you like John Prine? I do. What's he your f- comes into the pub. What What would be your favourite bit of music? I like a lot of his music, actually. Do you? I do. And do you sing? I do now. <laughs> 
You do? Ugh. Do you want to give us a John Prine song? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the, the. And what, you love music? I do. And is it true that you're a hurling fan as well? I am. So who's your favourite hurler? Don't be looking at your mother now. She has her, <laughs> she's her own thought process, so she has. Who's your favourite hurler now? Oh, Ted Thomas is one last Sunday. We had the match. Well, actually, my two brothers were at it. We were going to go now. We were humming and on. Yeah. What stopped you? Well... <laughs> the weather? Oh, that's a hard one now. The weather, I'd say, no stuff. Yeah, that's the worst of the, the weather. And the road conditions going up in that. Stupid weather. I know, yeah, I agree with you. We need to have words over this weather. Well, I love to shoot the weather men at you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay, so the likes of Siobhan Ryan, you won't shoot her. Oh, uh, just I Jerry, don't know who will shoot Nick now. I'll Jer- Jer- that one. Jerry Murphy. Will you stay with us? Actually, Hillary? that might be a good idea to shoot him at you. I think we better change. We better, <coughs> we better stop, sh- stop talking about shooting people just, <laughs> just for now. Oh. Stay with me if you don't mind because I want to go to Michael Brogan. Michael, how are you today? Good to see you. How are things? Morning, people. Lovely you? to see you again. How are you? Thank you very much. Yeah, lovely morning here in Kilvara. Look, look at who you are. Look at who you are with. Um, look yes, at who you are with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, can, can, you, um, can you match them to... I know there's been a tragedy, so there has, um, in, in the village. Yeah. Um, we I have to acknowledge that today, really. Yeah, Debbie Brown just passed away. Debbie Brown Connolly. Yeah. She was very, very much part of the community, very herself and Declan and their two children, very much part of the community. And uh, it's very sad. She's yeah. passed away. She had a tough old time the last few years with the illness that was ongoing and was never going to end up good. Um, Debbie was lovely, lovely woman, great community mm. worker. Uh, she was actually the inspiration for last year's Crinion and poster. Down the years, the Crinion and posters uh, have been uh, done by various different people, including Joe Bosk, That's uh, right, yeah, yeah. Jim McKee, and Debbie did last year's one. It was her inspiration, and we're very proud of it. And it'll be, for us, it'll be a nice, lasting memory for Debbie. Herself and Declan, they were both, they owned a boat here called Kepri. They were both sailors. And very bravely, when their children were, the two children were young, the two of them took off on a world tour and schooled the kids on board. So Debbie is going to be missed, but we'll remember her. God, I remember to talk. I remember when they left, and I remember to talk. That's a few good few years ago. It is, now. yeah. You were here at the time. I was here at the time, and we linked in with them as they were in various points yeah, across the world. Thanks to going, you. Yeah, there was a big going away party for them and coming back party. There were. Wow. It was a brave thing to do. It was, and that was typical of Debbie and Declan of their spirit and courage to take that on with their young children. Wow. So she'd be sadly missed. Well, may she rest in peace because I know it's, it's she's, yes. had, she's had a journey, as you said. Her yes, Jake, or our Annam. And we just remember her in in prayer and thought as well uh, today. And again, I suppose staying at the theme there of what we're talking about, I mean, Kinvara is very well known though for the boating for boating and otherwise and some of the photographs even here about the turf coming across from Connemara and the crinue then and what you've developed there is wonderful Yes, um, well Hilary is sitting beside me here and Mary Green is sitting at the back here and it all goes back really to the uh, connectivity mm. around the world and around Galway Bay the connectivity was always by the sea I mean back right, historically yeah. before the roads were 
up and going. Yeah. Uh, Kinvara was a very busy trading port um, up until the 20s, 30s. And uh, in fact, the license for Mary Green's pub came mm. across the sea from Weenish. Get away. Yes. Uh, so when the old, the, the old Connemara fellows, Johnny Bailey and Pat Jennings and these fellows used to come to Kinvara with the turf, Johnny, Jimmy, all these lads, the first pub they would go to out of deference to their own history was to Mary Green's pub. And the first Green in a month, that, that was actually the case. And we often, we often wondered about it until I found out, yes, that, through the connectivity. So it with came the from sea, Weenish over. It came from Weenish across the sea. Uh, the, the, um, I remember as a child here back in the 50s, the boats coming in with turf. Um, and then, you would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it just outside here, they yeah, were yeah. landed here and I Birmingham. Saw the photographs of it, yeah. Whoever, my own father would buy the load of turf. And uh, the, the, um, with the, it was sad really with the onset of the improvement of roads and especially bottled gas was an end to all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was the women in Connemara and or the women in the Iron Islands and the women down here favoured bottle gas. It was cheap. It was easy to transport. You didn't have to be messing around with turf. Yeah. And that's when the boats began to die out. And uh, But it, the last boat to bring turf here was the Majumara back in the early 60s. And were they hookers then? The they were all hookers. They were yeah. all hookers, right. And uh, we were very lucky Tony Moylan was great inspiration for the revival. To, we were teenagers back in the 60s, mm. uh, cycling to Gort. You had to think about that, didn't we, you? We had, I had to think about <laughs> that. We cycled to school in Gort, yeah. and Tony was there, and he was often talking about the boats and all this and that, and reviving them. And uh, when, the, when the revival came about, Tony, Tony went out to Connemara and annoyed the hell out of the... Um, the boat owners who had laid up their boats, Johnny, mm. Jimmy, the Baileys, the, um, the Jennings yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the other families, yeah. they had all laid up their boats and they were never going to sail again. They were rotting. Yeah. And Tony got around them and got in, inside their heads, which you had to do because it was a big thing. Mm. And he persuaded them to bring the Johnny, Jimmy and the Baileys to bring loads of turf for the very first Crenu in 79. Wow. We were lucky... It's a historic fact. We were lucky in Ireland, in Kinvara, especially with the revival of the hookers, that in the rest of Europe, with the last war, all boats, all sailing boats and all boats of any size had engines put into them for the war effort. Yeah. But that didn't happen in Connemara because we weren't involved in the war. So we had continuity of sailing up until the 60s. So the old guys were able to teach the young guys. And yet it's great to see the resurgence in Galway City, like Peter Connolly and others there. Oh, yeah. And the Olivers. And the Olivers. And then when you mentioned the Baileys and all the others. Yeah, they're they're all, I mean, they're all clad. Their lives started in clad and then moved to Connemara with boats and otherwise. Absolutely. And you've got to consider that these boats from the point of view of Irish maritime history, they're hugely important mm. because um, th- th- these boats, the Coppel, the Tony, the Majumara, I mean, they're in the same families now for six, seven generations. Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere else in Europe or in the world, mm. very few places that you could say that about us. So we're very yeah. lucky to, to, to have... It, 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 the people of the West of Ireland are yeah. lucky that these boats didn't die out. And when oh, people of Galway 
go around the Clada Basin and see the lovely boats and the docks and the Clada Basin, they should think back to the the people who it nearly died out. There were only yeah. two boats left and they were rotten. Yeah. And now look at the strength That's of the wonderful. fleet. And what a great tourism. Come here though, you've done a lot of sailing yourself, so you have the Arctic and Siberia, Canada, uh, Russia White Sea Canal. I mean, I know I spoke to you a few times via radios and otherwise. Yeah. Um, but you've 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 travelled a lot yourself. Well, see, that all goes back to the revival of the boats yeah. because we were thrown into it, and we self-learned. And my first adventure was in the St. Patrick with, in 1992. Right. We sailed with Paddy Barry from Galway uh, to Iceland and up to the north of Norway, and back via mainland Norway on the St. Patrick which is an open boat was dangerous mm. but since then I've taken out we've done other stuff we built our own boats because the hookers really wouldn't be able for the ice and for for the millennium uh, Charla Canaan and Paddy Barry and myself we got together and we decided we'd have a go at the Northwest Passage which is the passage from here to Greenland and over the top of Canada and North America to Alaska Did you ever worry on, on that trip? <laughs> <laughs> Worry about not coming home to, to Greens yeah, for that. Yeah, well, that, that happens. If you're sailing out Galway Bay, that can happen. Yeah. You know, it, we've it's lost true. people on Galway Bay. We've it's lost true. people, Josie or Johnny Sean Jack, out the bay there. It could happen in Greenland. It can happen. When you're at sea, you're at sea. Yeah. And the danger is always there. Are we we ended up, anyway, coming back over Siberia, and that took two years. Hmm. Um, and then we went back in 2012 to do the White Sea Canal and there'll be a film coming out on that in the next year or so, Good which on. is the canal that links the White Sea to the Baltic in, um, in North Boat. So oh. I've done a fair bit of sailing. I've been, a I've been privileged and lucky to have been fair bit. involved in this. Come here to me, talk to you about the community orchestra then as well. Yeah, Kinvara, as Hilary said earlier on, she was talking about John Prine yeah. and... Uh, Green's Pub and Connolly's Pub, all it was Sexton's yeah. uh, and Tully's. The Kinvara has, in the last 30, 40 years, has, has attracted exceptional musicians to come and live here. And uh, we've been very lucky. There's great sessions in Kinvara. But out of that, uh, Fiona Buckley, That's right. local girl, uh, decided there about three or four years ago, she'd try and set up a community orchestra uh, led or headed or conducted by Gary O'Brien and uh, wow. now I'm a member of the orchestra I play fiddle play violin first violin and uh, we have about 45 people meet every Sunday in the community hall and uh, we it, it, a lovely three hours of music directed by Gary and uh, recently just before Christmas we put on an opera which was composed right. by local guy Steve Johnson if anybody ever heard of the old Gola people would have heard of Footsbarn yes, Theatre. Yes. Steve used to be the musical director with Footsbarn. Right. Very talented guy. He wrote this opera together with his late wife, Helen Lane, who would be well known in music mm. circles in Galway. You'd know her, you would yeah, have come yeah. across her yourself. And Steve wrote this opera, both the lyrics and the music. And we put it on before Christmas and it was great fun and brilliant. Thank God. And uh, long may it last. You've, you've achieved so much and from talking to Jack earlier on, he achieved so much and Hillary has achieved so much. There's a lot of history here in, in Kinvara, there really is, and it's to be, it's to be commended. 
but if, will you write a book about what you achieved from the very beginning? <laughs> That'll be another day's work. Oh, it would be. Well, it will I be. wait till Hillary first sings yeah. for you. And I oh, no, come on now. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get a song out of you yet, Hillary. Oh, so God. The licence came across from Weenish for Mary's. Yes. She doesn't look a day over 40 license. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know how. <laughs> the license hasn't aged at all. <laughs> it's a nice I take story. It was though, her ancestors who oh <laughs> got God. the license at the time. Listen, lovely to have you. And lovely to see you looking so healthy as well. Uh, but thanks, Michael. Hilary, do you want to have the last word before I take a commercial break? <clears throat> oh, don't clear your throat like that. Just it's the last word. It's lovely to be here. Excuse me. That's you're excused. <coughs> it's lovely to be here, and it's, it's always lovely to be here. It's been, uh, I've been on the Canberra radio as well. Well, that's our competition. Oh, God. sorry, oh. I should have said it at the. I'm joking. There's a lovely bunch of people, so there. And you, you should get your own radio program up there. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, just talk, to, talk, talk to Joe. Talk to Joe Byrne all together. Talk to Joe Byrne. Listen, guys, thanks for joining us uh, today. Jack, thank you for popping into us and a lovely story. Uh, Hilary and Michael Brogan, thank you for joining us as well. Quick commercial break. We're running a little bit behind. We'll catch up, though, between now and 12 midday. Don't worry a bit about it. We're coming to you live from Kinvara. So we are with Community Matters Kinvara. Kern Galway FM and Shrak Community Matters of Lohar Lemwinu Ochlishun now, welcome again to the programme. I'm joined by Eamon Coy, by Margot Vicdonald and by Fiona Rogers. We don't know which one we're going to pick on today, but Eamon, I'm going to go to you first off uh, today. Good morning to you. Thanks Good for morning. joining us. Now, you're uh, originally from Loch Ray, but you're not a blow-in, is that true? No, I, I was uh, really debating that title, that prospect one night. One night in, after in 12 o'clock, yeah, where you shouldn't Canberra. have been, but anyway, we won't be talking well, about no, that. Well, no, we were drinking water after 12 o'clock. <laughs> we were dehydrated. <laughs> and uh, I was describing myself as a possible blow-in. And a local man said, no, you're not a blow-in. He said, I can reliably tell you, you're a blow-back. Because, of course, I came from near the locality in the first place. So I was very proud to have received yeah. that title. Yeah. But li- listen to me. I mean, it really and truly, the Kinvera is looking so well this morning. I mean, thanks for turning on the sunshine and all that goes with it. It looks absolutely splendid. Is, is parking still a problem here? Unfortunately, it's a major problem. Um, really major problem. But it has been for a while now. Uh, for a lot of years. I, I suppose if we look back, really, Kinvera is a very old village. Yeah. Uh, and when it was created, cars, buses or lorries weren't even heard of. So we have a very narrow road running through the village. And, of course, it's important to be aware that um, Kinvera is really part of the national primary route, the N67. So the little road that goes through the middle um, is part of the main route that comes in from Kilcolgan and goes out into Clare. So. Yeah. Uh, a lot has changed uh, in recent years, uh, least of which, of course, is we just start with the village. The population mm. in the last 10 to 15 years in and around Kinvara has almost doubled. You know, there's a lot of new houses, a lot of uh, new people have come to live in this beautiful area. So um, nobody uh, even contemplated the level of growth that has happened locally. So and what would you like to see then? Because I know that from talking to Mike Burke from the Pierhead, who's kindly allowed us in here today, um, he, he was worried about bus parking for the summer months and that. Where, where's, the, where's the solution for this? Well, we really have, this is the, I suppose, the ironic thing. We have the basis for a solution. Uh, it's really getting everybody to cooperate and to work with us. What so is the solution then? The solution is we have uh, 10 acres of land. Uh, it's well known about at the back of our supermarket, um, at the back of Londis. Yeah. And 
we're in discussions and have been for a very long time with local farmers uh, about the need really to secure that land. And I think it's fair to say we're not asking anybody to give up their land. Uh, obviously, they'll be paid for the land um, and it's, it's urgently needed. And Will the council rezone it then for parking rather than agriculture? That's your next problem. That's a tricky one. Um, I think we will be able to get around that because recently, something I'm very encouraged by, representatives of Galway County Council and the National Roads Authority have come on board with us uh, so that we develop a, traf- a proper traffic management plan, so that we have a really coordinated approach and do you think in terms is, of managing traffic in the village. Do you think it's the lack of parking now stopping people as they're going through the, the village, stopping them pulling up and spending money in the village? Oh, without a doubt. We have, uh, we're, part of the, we're part of the Wild Atlantic Way, yeah. and uh, it, was a, it was a great move to have created that. I think what we didn't contemplate was creating the infrastructure at the same time. So... Sadly, most of the traffic uh, continues through because there's nowhere to park in the village and particularly the coaches. Uh, at the peak of the season, we've counted, we've, do, we've done a count, uh, particularly last summer, and we determined that there's between 150 and 200 coaches going through our village daily. Now, it's unimaginable. Mm. And it was certainly unimaginable when the village came to pass all them years ago. And I suppose one of our most iconic uh, buildings uh, here in Kinvara is Dunguira Castle, a medieval castle uh, that dates back to the 16th century. And tourists come literally from all over the world to see Dunguira Castle. And it's very sad to think that we don't have you know, dedicated parking uh, facilities. Well, without, without the likes of Mike Burke, there'd be no parking. Well, if it weren't for Mike Burke, um, I don't know no whether parking, they'd be going into the local fields if that were to be allowed. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we don't have it. But we will, we will indeed uh, create a car park, hopefully, in, in the relatively near future. Okay. Can I ask you about accommodation then in, in the village? I mean, is there accommodation available for people that want to come and visit? There is, there is accommodation. Uh, there's, there's two bed and breakfasts. We have Airbnbs. However, and I say this respectfully, our local hotel was taken out of action over the past few years because uh, as a country, I think we took a conscious decision that we'd like to help out people in need. And I think the people who were forced out of their homes in Ukraine, uh, we've made an accommodation for them here in the local hotel, the Merriman. Uh, and whilst I respect the, the need to have done that, I think much of the planning around all of this hasn't been well thought out. We have, we have but one hotel in Canvara. Yeah. And if you take that one hotel, which really would have provided accommodation for over si- between 60 and 70 people, it's a huge uh, effect on local businesses. You know, okay. people who would come. We have some wonderful pubs here with great food, wonderful music, and the best of crack. And people love to participate in that. But it, sadly... Uh, with the loss of that hotel, uh, okay. that footfall has been really hugely reduced. So parking and accommodation, would you think of going for election for the local election, seeing as Mr. Byrne is not going? No, I, I think we have... Well, uh, you could go and get <laughs> solutions if you did. I think, Keith, we have some much more able people. Uh, I'm proud to be part of the Community Council, and I think my colleagues and I, we like to feel that we play a part in really uh, supporting and promoting things that need doing best okay. uh, in Kimvara. All right. Listen, thanks, Eamon, for joining us uh, today. I want to go to Margot Vic-Donnell, indeed, who's the principal uh, of Seamon College, and she sits opposite me today. Uh, Margot, good morning to you. I know that um, 
The sunshine is beautiful. Is it like this every day now, tell me? It is. It is. Yeah, just, you would, <laughs> I wish, you would, I wish you it would. was. Yeah. Um, again, Simon College, great success. <clears throat> a lot of work goes into it. You put a lot of work into it. But you still don't have that sports ground, mm-hmm. sports facility that you need, sports hall that you need. Is it, is it anywhere near close? Is it, are there any discussions? Their discussions are ongoing. Um, they have been for a long time now. We have a master plan for the school and we've had major development happening at the school. And we're very grateful to the building unit in the Department of Education for having yeah. provided that for us. So we've had over six million of investment put into the school. So it's no small amount of money, but we've put it to very good use. So we've so had a lot of money already. It's a lot of money, but it's provided us with uh, general classrooms, 12 general classrooms and uh, eight specialist rooms. And the first phase of that is complete and we're in it. We're set looking up here now at the school building from where we are yes and uh, we're very much looking forward now to moving into the second phase which will open up now in April for us but all of that comes without the last piece of the jigsaw which is uh, the provision of a PE hall for the school. But then I mean at the end of the day I mean we're all talking about exercise and health and all of that type of stuff so that's what I mean this final piece of that jigsaw Mm -hmm. is going to bring that to the school. Yes, we feel very strongly that to provide the full curriculum for all our students, we need to be providing a full curriculum in PE as well. But apart from that, that we, we're very lucky in that we have the use of the local community centre, but that brings its limitations as well. Does, yeah. We have to the students have to leave the school building every day to walk up to the community school, up to the community centre. They're losing ten minutes each way. Uh, of the provision of the PE that they get uh, each week and as well as that we have the hazard to the health and safety issue of crossing over three roads Eamon has just referred to here the busy road running through Canvara and then unfortunately some of our students who would have mobility issues can't access that PE at all. So who would you be imploring today to to work with you and deliver this? Imploring the, the planning and building unit, I suppose, uh, first and foremost. Uh, I know they're working very hard the to provide provision. Yeah, absolutely, fully. 100%. Yeah. And our local politicians have been very helpful to us as well, as has the local community. Okay. And a subcommittee, a sports hall committee, subcommittee of the Parents Council has been really, really active in uh, advocating for this for us as well. So it is a huge need. It was recognised very recently as well. We had a whole school inspection, a very positive report um, from the, de- the inspectors from the department and they recognised and recorded in the report as well that there is a huge need um, in Canvara as well to have this community space. We'll work with you, Margot, on this one and thanks for popping into us uh, this morning. Uh, Fiona Rogers, good morning to you and uh, how is Canvara Hockey Club, can I ask you? It's busy, um, it's growing and... Um, and do you have facilities that Seamont don't have? Uh, we have no facilities. None um, either? We have none. Our home hockey pitch is in Athlone. That's where we play what? our home matches. 90 kilometres um, each way for, for our players to play home matches. Our youngest players, if they want to have a blitz hosted um, with other teams, they travel to Athlone as well. Um, we have a club tournament cup that we played, um, which we was part of our 2020 Women in Sport. Um, initiative where we have a, a, a cup played out between mixed teams within the club and everybody for the club goes and the full club travels up to Athlone to play that tournament. That's an expensive um, that's a very expensive way of doing it with all due respects and then it's a long way to there and, and back. It is but there is just no capacity anywhere else. The only pitch that is available in um, the county of the whole city and county of Galway is in Dangan. It's completely oversubscribed so there isn't even room for us to, to train there. Um, so yes it is very expensive. It also has a serious impact on our player retention. It makes hockey a very unattractive sport to continue with 
bearing in mind our girls, yeah. our players are predominantly girls under the age of 18, the very cohort we're trying to get involved in sport. And have you fundraised for a facility? We have. Um, so we launched a, a fundraising campaign back in 2020 um, called Push for a Pitch and we've been kind of campaigning on the need for the facilities um, and fundraising towards that. Um, and we've had huge success to date with that. Um, one of our ambitions was to be able to support the school. Seamount um, was where our club was formed and you know, while our membership comes from all over South Galway and North Clare, we wanted to be able to, to have a facility that, that schools could use because they were travelling as well as yeah. us for all their matches. So effectively, investment needs to be made in sport. Exactly. Fiona, thanks for popping into us and um, let's work with you outside of the, uh, this forum indeed. Uh, but thanks for popping in. I mean, I, I really, when I asked the question, didn't expect you to say, we have no grounds, we have to go to that loan. Uh, Fiona, thank you indeed. Margo, thank you for joining us. And Eamon as well. We're going to take a short commercial break from Kinvaras and... Uh, we're with you right through until 12 midday with Community Matters Kinvara. Uh, again, comment lines open. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now we're going quick fire on with my next guest who's Zachary Silk who's fifth generation farming family but he knows all about the history as we look out here on uh, Kinvara Bay and uh, Zachary, give us your history on, 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 on Kinvara. There's a lot in it. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're here in the pier head and you just look out the window in Kinvara Bay here, you can see the, the fever hospital uh, that was set up between, uh, ran between 1848 and 1849. It was known as Sea Park House. And then you have Dungora Castle. And Dungora Castle was built around 1510, 1520 by Farah O'Hines. And uh, he was one of the... Uh, one of the senior figures in the O'Hines family that ruled uh, South Galway, and South Galway is known as the Efiakra Aena. And then you have some of the smaller islands within the, uh, when the bay here, the Mulroney Island. It's uh, Shellmidden, and could go back as far as two or three thousand years ago. And then you have um, you have other features as well. The actual pier itself was last year was two hundred and fifty years old. Wow. When when the Bally. Uh, Valley Castle or Kinvara uh, Castle, which is located very, uh, very quite near here, was uh, demolished in 1773 by uh, James French and was used to build a pier there. And it was later extended by uh, Richard Richard Gregory. And then uh, other features then um, further extended then in around 1908. And then you have the medieval church of uh, St. Colman's. Uh, St. Colman uh, was uh, maybe uh, uh, refers to St. Colman of uh, Inish Caltra. And basically this, wa uh, th this was an early monastery here and it was mentioned in the 9th century at Albi of Convera. Um, it died in, uh, I believe, is 814. Uh, wow. And, I mean, so did you, have you written the history or is there a book on the history? Uh, I'm one of the... Um, I'm one of the people who has taken an interest in local history for uh, many decades now, and myself and people like uh, Jeff O'Connell yeah. and a number of others as well, um, we keep the history, the ancient history of uh, Kinvara alive. Wow, and well done for doing it. And Thank ha you. have you brought any books to the market, or will you bring books to the market? I hope to uh, bring it in the next year or so. Wow. Will you pop into us and, and tell us about it then? I will indeed, I will indeed. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, um, when you hear about, like, knocking a castle to build a pier. Absolutely. Wouldn't happen now. Yeah, technically then in Kinvara Bay there would have been two castles, and there's an arch near Dungora Castle. Yeah. And that was Dune Castle. 
and the uh, pièce de la résistance of Kinvara is not so much Dungori Castle itself. It's actually when you travel out just uh, about 100 metres or 200 metres on the Ballantharine Road, as you pass Dungori Castle on your left, you have Rathorlis. Mm-hmm. And that was the palace of the kings of Connacht, five, five kings of Connacht in the seventh yeah. century. And that was the palace, was it? That was the palace. was called Rathorlis. And, le- and is there much of it left? Uh, yes, the earthworks uh, of the of the promontory fort or the, looks like looks like a ring fort, but a, a slightly larger um, is still there. It uh, survived the uh, the uh, EU expansion, the bulldozing of the sixties and seventies. So uh, it's a great uh, asset for Canberra. And you do walking tours of Canberra. Um, ho- I hope to next year. Now we're very busy with the farm. It's uh, because we have cattle and sheep, and so you have to mind uh, them. We have to mind them, but I hope to uh, because I'm a. A regional tour guide with uh, Falch Ireland. I think it would be great to do a walking tour of um, Kinvara just with you and record it and, and broadcast it there because the history that's there is just quite amazing. Sort of. it, it is and uh, it is and uh, there is talks about a boardwalk in Kinvara from uh, the uh, Kinvara town to Dungur. So we'll see. Listen, well done to you. Zachary Silk, we look forward to uh, talking to you again. Let's take a short commercial break and head towards news. <laughs>